Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix in Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello, welcome. I'm happy that you're here. Let's see what's going on. I don't even know. I have a million things on my brain right now because I'm heading to Disneyland this afternoon just for a quick short trip. I'll be in the parks for two days. So when you hear this episode, when it drops on Wednesday, I will be on my last day in the parks. So Follow along on my Instagram stories. We're doing lots of fun things. I'm going with Chantel, my friend, the Disneyland tour guide. We're doing a whole deep dive on Fantasyland where we're going to go through and show you all kinds of fun things that you can do in Fantasyland, things you can look for, hidden Mickeys, little known facts, all kinds of things like that. I think it's going to be really fun. We're also doing the new tour that just released I guess is I don't know that's how I'm saying it was just released (laughs) I don't know anyway it started a couple of days ago it's called Walt's Main Street Story and it's taking the place of the old Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour so the old tour was four hours long I did it back in 2018 they fed you lunch you got to go up into Walt's apartment and you follow a tour guide around and he told us all kinds of interesting stories about the opening of Disneyland and Walt's history and the history with the parks and I really loved it I thought it was really fun so this tour is supposedly different it's only 90 minutes there's no lunch which I'm kind of bummed about and we do still get to go into Walt's apartment though and there are refreshments on the patio of Walt's apartment so I'm looking forward to all of that of course I'll let you know what I think if I think it's worth it that kind of thing so I'll be doing that this week and then the deep dive on Fantasyland and then magic bands drop four magic key holders and cast members and things like that on October 19th which is Wednesday when this podcast releases. So I will be in the parks. I'm going to buy a magic band and there's some a little bit of confusion about what magic bands will actually do because they officially launch on October 26th. And the the release that Disney did, their little uh, the information they released about Magic Bands and them starting to sell them on October 19th for Magic Key Holders, made it sound like you would be able to start using them October 19th to me when I read it. Um, but there's people who have read it and think that it just means you can buy them. So... I have some sources, some good sources out there who have told me that they should be working October 19th for Magic Key Holders. So I will definitely be buying one, trying it out, let you know what I think so you can follow along with all of that in my stories over on Instagram. There's a link in my show notes if you want to check that out. So that's what I'm busy doing, getting ready for that because I'm a last minute person. I keep everything until the last minute. Um... It just makes, I don't know, it's just how my ADD brain works. I can't really get 
anything done until right before the deadline. But I get things done. I think that's the bottom line is eventually I get things done. And I'm usually not late. I'm usually on time. I just rush the last minute. I don't know. It works for me for a long time. I've been trying to fix it. And I think now I'm to the point where I just embrace it and just decide that's that's how I am. I'm just last minute, but I get things done. So I've been stressing about getting my Halloween decorations up. I It just feels like a chore this year. I have a lot of Halloween decorations and I just wasn't sure when I was going to find the time, but it's been fall break for a few days. So I asked my girls who were bored on the first day like literally the first day. We only have like a three-day fall break, so it's not even long. If they would put up my Halloween decorations and they were so excited to do it. So they put up all the Halloween decorations and it was so nice to just be working upstairs and then come down and all the Halloween decorations were up, ready to go. They put things in some different places than I might have put things, but it really does not matter because they are up. They look great and I'm already trying to convince them that they're in charge of putting up Christmas decorations. They're not sure. They think Christmas decorations sound too hard. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. <laughs> That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm feeling pretty pretty proud that we have our Halloween decorations up and we've still got, I don't know what, like two weeks until Halloween, a little less than two weeks. So we're winning over here. <laughs> I'm counting it as a win. There's two things I want to talk about today. They don't really go together, but I don't know. I'm putting them together anyway. That's what we're doing. So the first thing I want to talk about is which airport is the best for you to fly into on your Disneyland vacation? I get this question a lot and there really are quite a few airports to choose from. So we're going to talk about that, which airport you should fly into, and then... I also wanted to talk about Halloween time at Disneyland, my very favorite parts of Halloween time. Um, I know that it's probably a little late for most people to book a Halloween trip, but I get a lot of questions about what makes Halloween time so great. A lot of questions about the ride overlays because there's four attractions that have a holiday or a Halloween holiday overlay. And so I want to talk about that and my favorite parts of Halloween time so that maybe if you're thinking of visiting Disneyland during Halloween time next year, it'll give you an idea of what you can expect because it really is a fun time to visit. It is my very, very favorite time of year to visit until Christmas time comes. And then Christmas time is my very favorite time to visit. Then after Christmas, we're back to Halloween. <laughs> I think it's okay to bounce around on favorite times to visit. But before we get started with that, I wanted to remind you that if you are visiting Disneyland between now and the end of January, well, January 12th, 2024, so in the next year-ish, you need to buy your tickets through Getaway Today by October 20th. I know that some of you won't hear this until after October 20th, but for those who do, please buy your tickets by October 20th so that you can save money. Disneyland raised their ticket prices, which happens every year. It happened overnight, and now their ticket prices are higher, but Getaway Today still has the lower price tickets until October 20th. And then after that, they're going to have to raise their prices too. Their prices will still be a little lower than the gate price. 
So you're always going to save money when you go through Getaway Today. But right now, it's a significant savings. So you can save anywhere from like, I think, $32 per ticket to $90 per ticket, depending on what kind of ticket you're buying. So for like a family of five, six, I mean, two or three people, it saves a lot of money. It really does add up. So please get your tickets now. You don't have to know what date you're traveling. I get that question a lot too. People say, well, I know I want to go next year, but we don't have our dates finalized. That doesn't matter. Just pick the date you think you might go when you're buying your tickets at getawaytoday.com or you can go to their, you can call them. I'll put the number and a link to them in my show notes because you can call them also. Just tell them the date you think you're traveling and then they just use that information to send you a reminder email before your vacation. So it's not, you're not locked in to the dates that you select. So you could just select the dates you think you're going. They'll send you the tickets through your email. Once you have your tickets, they're your tickets. You can use them anytime you want between now and January 12th of 2024. So if you decide, yeah, we're going to go for Halloween time next year, you'll already have your tickets. They're purchased, ready to go. And then 120 days in advance, you can go onto the Disneyland website using your tickets that Getaway Today emailed you and you can make your park reservations so that you have, you're ready to go. You'll have your tickets, then you'll have your reservations. I also recommend if you know your dates to book your hotel right now, just because the farther in advance you book your hotel, the more selection you have and the lower the prices are. If for some reason the price goes lower after you've booked, just call Getaway Today or send them an email and they'll adjust the price for you. So you never are penalized by booking early, which is amazing. So keep that in mind. October 20th is the last day. If you book a package with Getaway Today that includes tickets and a hotel, then you can use my code MSM10 to save an additional $10. Every little bit helps. So go ahead and do that. I think that you'll be happy that you have your tickets. This is a great way to give your kids a gift of Disneyland for Christmas time. You can just have the tickets purchased and then tell them about it on Christmas that you're going to Disneyland. Very fun. Um, I do get a very small commission when people use my link. It's very small and I appreciate it so much because I'm a small business. Disney doesn't pay me. And so when you use my link to get away today or you visit my website and read some of my articles, those kind of things, that helps support me, which I really, really appreciate because it's hard work running a small business. And so I appreciate it when you use my link. It's no extra cost to you. You don't get charged any extra from Getaway Today or from any of my affiliate links when you use them. It just lets them know that you, I sent you there and then I get a tiny, tiny little piece back. But after a while, the tiny pieces add up. And so I appreciate it. (laughs) You guys are the best. All right. That's my plug for getting your, your Disney tickets ASAP. If you miss this date and you don't hear it until after October 20th, you can still get tickets. You're still going to save money through Getaway Today, but if you can buy them before, you're going to save a lot more. This is the lowest that we're ever going to see Disneyland tickets again, unless Disney decides to lower their prices, which I don't think is going to happen. So keep that in mind. Disneyland tickets are never going to be lower than this price ever again. 
So jump on this wagon, get your Disneyland tickets, and let's get you to Disneyland. All right, let's start with Halloween time at Disneyland, and then we'll do the airports, best airports to fly into for your Disneyland vacation. Halloween time at Disneyland goes for about two whole months. So it starts early September and it ends October 31st on Halloween day. And it's just such a fun time to visit. I don't know. I love Halloween time and it's just all the decorations. Disneyland really goes all out. Disney World, I've been during Halloween time. They don't do as much as Disneyland. They really lean into this whole Halloween thing and they do a great job. So if you visit during Halloween time, you can expect the Fab Five characters, Disney characters like Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and Pluto to all have costumes along with Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale have costumes too. They all, they change every year and they're, so it's fun to see what they are for Halloween. Like last year, Goofy was a skeleton and his costume was adorable. And this year he's kind of like a spooky tree. And I think he's a little less adorable, but still cute. So they change their Halloween costumes every single year. You'll also see lots of villains out who aren't normally out and about. Like you might see Captain Hook. You might see the Queen of Hearts. You might see Maleficent or Cruella de Vil. They'll be out walking around. A really popular thing at this time of year is Jack and Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas are out and meeting guests. Their line is always probably 30 minutes or more, and they're very popular. People are very excited to see Jack and Sally. Now, in years past, you've been able to meet the Hitchhiking Ghosts or Constant ha Constance Hatchaway, who is the bride from the Haunted Mansion, but they haven't been out this year, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure why they're not out, but it's kind of a bummer. Um, but so many characters, and it really adds to the holiday spirit and magic with all these characters out and about. They've also got Halloween decorations everywhere. The main one is on Main Street, a giant pumpkin, and he's adorable, a jack-o'-lantern, I guess, because he's carved. He has two faces. They're different on each side, so make sure you get a picture with him. And then there's, you know, pumpkins all over Main Street and just little Halloween touches throughout both parks. Over at DCA, they have amazing decorations as well. Maybe not as good as Disneyland until you get to Cars Land, and Cars Land is... Oh, it's just the cutest. Like it is all out for Halloween time. Decorations everywhere. It's just so cute. They have little, a car themed pumpkin patch and the cozy cone. They have a little cozy cone hotel over there. It's just like, it's not a real hotel, but it's from the movie. Um, but they've put jack-o'-lantern faces on the ho on the cones so that they look like cone jack-o'-lanterns. And the characters over at Cars Land are in their Halloween costumes. And it's the Cars Land really brings it for every holiday, Halloween and Christmas time. But it's extra fun at Halloween time. So decorations are amazing. Haunted Mansion holiday is the very most popular thing happening at Halloween time. There's an overlay that they do on the Haunted Mansion and they change it into Haunted Mansion Holiday, which basically means that Jack Skellington has taken over Haunted Mansion and turned it into a Nightmare Before Christmas theme. So I prefer the original, but I still like 
the Haunted Mansion Holiday theme. So Haunted Mansion Holiday runs through Halloween time and all the way through the holidays as well. So people come from all over just to see Haunted Mansion Holiday. Everybody loves it. It doesn't happen over at Disney World, so it's a big deal at Disneyland. And it's pretty cool. I feel like it's less spooky for kids. So if you have younger kids, this is a good time to visit Haunted Mansion because it's just not as spooky. There's Jack Skellington and obviously he's a Skellington, a Skellington. (laughs) He's a skeleton, but he's not scary. There's nothing super. I mean, it's it's still Halloween themed, but it's Christmas themed too. It's hard to describe. If you've ever seen the movie Nightmare Before Christmas, it's like that. Just like that. But I found that most kids aren't frightened by it, where they might might find the original version a little spooky. Now, if you're interested in all things Haunted Mansion holiday for Halloween time or Christmas time, I do have a podcast episode all about that that's pretty cool that you'll want to check out. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes. There are three other rides that get a little holiday. Why do I keep saying holiday? It's because my brain has already clicked over into Christmas time. I've been updating my holiday blog post and all of that. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is there are three other attractions that get a Halloween overlay. So there is over in Carsland, they have two smaller rides. One is Luigi's Honkin' Halloween. And the next one is Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. So those have just very small changes. Mostly it's the music and a few little decorations while you're in the queue. So they've changed the songs to Halloween themed. I love the Honkin' Halloween song when you're over at Luigi's. It's the best one. I think there's several songs you don't get to choose. It's just you get what you get. But I feel like that one's more fun and has a little bit more spinning. So whenever I'm there, I've always got my fingers crossed that we'll get the Hunkin' Halloween song. So that's really fun. And then over at Mater's Junkyard Jamboo-ree, then they have some Halloween songs and I especially love it because the spiel is changed just a little bit. The safety spiel. Mater gives it and it's adorable. So they change it just a little bit to be a little Halloween themed. So at one point he says, welcome foolish motors. and It's absolutely adorable. The third overlay is Monsters After Dark, Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. So at about 3 p.m., they change Guardians of the Galaxy into Monsters After Dark. And if you've never experienced it, this is a really fun reason to go for Halloween time. So the idea is that during the Guardians of the Galaxy, the storyline is Rocket is breaking his friends out of the Collector's Tower and he needs our help to rescue them. Well, for Monsters After Dark, it's kind of like a continuation of the story, what happens right afterwards. So you've broken the friends out, the Guardians of the Galaxy are on their way, but in the process of breaking out the Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket has also opened up the cages of all these other monsters that are now roaming the tower and it's complete chaos. So that's the premise of Monsters After Dark. So you arrive at the 
at the attraction in the queue. Once you get inside, you'll notice that there's like flashing lights and alarms are going off because the, the tower is in complete chaos. And the collector, I don't even think we see him. He's nowhere to be found, but his assistant's running around frantically trying to get things back in order, but it's just not going well. You'll notice that in the regular queue, then you'll see the dog Cosmo and he's got his little astronaut suit on. He's in a cage in the regular queue, but when you go in for Monsters After Dark, his cage is covered up because he's already been broken out. So they don't want you to see him because that would mess up the storyline. So his cage is covered. Um, you get into the little pre-show and Rocket's so happy to see you because he has just realized that in the excitement of breaking out the Guardians of the Galaxy, he has left Baby Groot inside the Collector's Tower. And he needs our help to get Groot out safely. And so his plan is that we'll get in the lift, the gantry lift, and wave our arms and distract all of the monsters and then he can rescue baby Groot in the process so that's the plan you get on the ride it's still the same ride still the same up and down down motions but there's a different song that's Halloween not really Halloween themed but it's a monsters theme it's a little more punk rock a little more screamy and then the little videos that they show while you're on the attraction are different because you're trying to distract the monsters to rescue Groot. So it's really fun. I love that it's kind of just shows you what happened after the Guardians escaped. And that only happens during Halloween time and after 3 p.m., I believe. I think it's 3 p.m. So interesting tidbit, if you have Genie Plus you can use it to ride Guardians of the Galaxy earlier in the day and then it's also good for Monsters After Dark later in the day. So you can use it twice because they're technically different attractions, I guess, in Disney's mind. So take advantage of that if you're using Genie Plus because you can ride it once when it's Guardians and once when it's Monsters After Dark. Another great part about Halloween time is the entertainment. There is a Halloween Screams show sometimes with fireworks depending on the night it's hosted by Jack Skellington and his dog Zero it's a 10 minute show filled with villains and Halloween songs and fireworks on select nights and lots of people tell me they hate the fireworks show and they skip the entertainment but I don't know I th I love them I think they're fun so I like to see the projections I usually like to watch it near Haunted Mansion not Haunted Mansion I'm seriously losing my mind it's a small world. It would be fun to watch a Bihanda Mansion, but you won't see anything. You could see some fireworks, but no projections. Um, because they do the projections right on the front of It's a Small World, and then you get the fireworks too. So it's less crowded, which I'm all about. Less crowded. They also have some little festivals. So over in Frontierland, there's Dia de los Muertos. And they kind of just over in the... El Zocalo Park, Zocalo Park, I don't know, it's by the Mexican restaurant Rancho del Zocalo. They have the iconic skeleton figures that you can see and they're all brightly colored and they've got flowers and they have traditional offerendas celebrating the Day of the Dead over there. So that's always fun to check out. Grab some cinnamon chips while you're over there. I love those cinnamon chips they have at Rancho del Zocalo so good right across from that then there is the halloween tree 
So make sure you see that if you're there in the daytime, you might not notice it. It's not super noticeable, but at night they light it up. And the tree is inspired by the book, The Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury. And in it, then there's eight costume boys are running to meet their friend at the haunted house outside town. And they encounter this huge like monster and... Anyway, their friend joins them and he's swept away by something dark and I've never read the book. I'm just telling you what I've heard. But there's this whole adventure and the boys discover the meaning of friendship and Halloween and the tree is apparently a part of that. I don't know how. I should read the book before I try to tell people about it. I don't see that happening, but maybe someday. Um, let's see. We already talked about decorations. We talked about Cars Land. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, over in California Adventure, they have Plaza de la Familia. That's another celebration of the Dia, Dia de los Muertos. And there's, you can meet the Coco characters over there. They've got some little crafts for kids that are free. There's also um, a little show that happens over there that's pretty amazing. So, Lots of fun in both parks. One of my favorite things, though, is the food. There's always really fun food throughout both parks for Halloween time. My favorite right now, of course, is the cookie butter churro sundae at the Golden Horseshoe. That's so good. They have lots of different Halloween things. It seems like this year a lot of them are spicy, which doesn't really make me excited. I don't love spicy things. So I haven't tried a ton of them. I do have a printable on my website all a foodie guide free printable that you can check out if you're heading there for halloween time or if you're going next year then i will have a printable next year too so you can print out your foodie guide so you can remember what you want to eat because once you get there i it all kind of goes out of your head at least it does for me i'm like what did i want to try and where was it so that's why the printable's helpful all right that's i think that's it for halloween time it's just fun. It's just so much fun. Oh, plus the Oogie Boogie Bash. I'm not even going to go into that because I've talked that to death, but Oogie Boogie Bash, very fun. I love it. Um, if you don't know about the Oogie Boogie Bash, I've got a podcast episode a couple back that you can go listen to. Hear all about the Oogie Boogie Bash. Okay, let's take a quick break and then let's talk about the best airport to fly into when you're visiting Disneyland because I have opinions. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. All right, when you're traveling to Disneyland, choosing which airport you're flying into can be a little bit overwhelming. There are quite a few choices and they're not all created equal, but there's pros and cons to each one. It's not like one is the very best, although I might feel that way, but there are pros and cons to each one. So there are five main airports to choose from around Disneyland, which I guess is pretty awesome because it does give you choices. It's not like there's one and only, there are different choices. So I'm going to tell you about those five and kind of the pros and cons of each one so that you can kind of decide which might be best for your family. 
Number one is Los Angeles International Airport, which is LAX. And this is probably the one I hear that people book their vacations to the most. Some people don't even realize that there's other airports that might be better for them and they just automatically book LAX. It's a huge airport and there's a lot of flight choices. There's a lot of direct flights in and out and it's usually the cheapest option for most families. I know it depends on where you're coming from, but it's usually the cheapest, which means that's usually why people book it. A lot of people book it immediately and then they'll come and ask me questions and I'm like, oh, you're going to LAX. Did you look at other options? And they're like, no, we just booked LAX because it was the cheapest, but um, it's not always the best. So the reason that I don't love LAX is because it is so far away from Disneyland. Now, when you look at the map, it says it's something like, I think, 34 miles. 34 miles to Disneyland. And you're like, no big deal. 34 miles? Perfect. It seems so close. However, you have not factored in LA traffic, which can oftentimes be horrendous. Now, I have heard like these fanciful tales of people making it to Disneyland from LAX in like 45 minutes. I have never experienced this myself. Um, whenever I've done it, it's been around 90 minutes, but I've heard people do it. And I mean, sometimes it takes up to two hours. It's just far away. So I would say if you are visiting Disneyland and flying into LAX, you need to plan on anywhere from 60 to 60 minutes to two hours to get from the airport to Disneyland. So the pros are you can often find really good deals and they have a lot of direct flights, which is important to a lot of people. The cons are it's far away. The airport is crowded. It's a huge airport. So, I mean, I know I, I just deal with crowded airports. They don't really bother me. But for some people, they really dislike crowded airports. This is a crowded airport. And the transportation costs to get to Disneyland can be high. If you're renting a car and already planning on renting a car, then you don't have to worry about that. But if you're planning on using an Uber, if you're planning on taking a shuttle or like rent, renting a private car, like they have limos and things that will pick you up, that is all going to cost you a lot more than it would if you flew into a closer airport. So if you're traveling solo or just a couple of people, you need to price these things out because it might actually cost you more money or just the same to fly into LAX as it would to a closer airport. If you're flying with a large family, also price it out and figure out if it's worth it considering all the extra time it's going to take you. Now, I don't I don't want to list out like Uber prices and shuttle prices because they change so frequently and it really just depends on how many people are in your group and you know like what time of day you're traveling. It is definitely more expensive to get an Uber during the busier times of the day with high traffic. It's going to cost you a lot more, but I would say you're going to be paying probably at least, I don't even want to say, <laughs> I shouldn't even say, because then someone's going to send me a message and say it was way more than you told me it was going to be. Here's what I'll say. Price it out. You can go on to Uber. You can go on to Lyft just while you're at home and price it out. Go the time of day that you would be traveling. Price it out and see what it's going to cost you 
on average. You'll be able to kind of get a feel depending on the time of day you're traveling and what day of the week. So go on there and check prices. Price it out and see what you think. My very favorite um, way to get from LAX to the Disneyland Resort is the Carmel Shuttle when I have my whole family. Um, because you pay per shuttle. They can fit up to nine people. We have six of us plus our luggage and they just charge you a flat rate. Plus they you can schedule it ahead of time and they you just tell them when you're there and they pick you right up from the gate and take you right to your hotel. So I really like them and there's just a flat rate for the whole the whole van which I really like to instead of paying per person and then they have other people in there because it's a private shuttle plus I feel like their prices are pretty reasonable so I'm going to put a link so you can check out the Carmel shuttle in my show notes but that's a good option so if you're looking for a shuttle check out the Carmel check out their prices but before you book LAX I mean, you might find good deals, but before you book it, just check into transportation costs to the Disneyland Resort first to make sure that it really is a good deal for your family still and realize it's going to take you a while to get there. Another popular airport is the Hollywood Burbank Airport. It's formerly the Bob Hope Airport. So a lot of people consider this one when flying in because it does have good deals, but it's still very far away. This one is... Hold on, I wrote 41 miles. So it's going to take you about the same amount of time to get from the Hollywood Burbank Airport to LAX. However, it is very close to Universal Studios. So we've had trips where we will go to Universal Studios and to Disneyland. And so we'll fly in to the Burbank Airport and do Universal first because we're right there. And then we drive a couple days later over to Disneyland. So if you're planning on Universal Studios, then this might be a good choice for you, especially if you can get a good deal. If you're just planning on Disneyland, it might not be the best deal, so check on transportation costs as well. The next airport people choose, but I've actually never flown into, is the Ontario International Airport. Um, this one is a really big airport, so it does sometimes have good deals. It's 35 miles away, but the where it, where, it's, where it is makes it even longer and farther away from LAX just because of traffic and stuff. So again, this one, any money you save might be lost on transportation costs. So check into that too and realize that it is even farther away in minutes to Disneyland than LAX or Burbank. All right, let's talk about my top two airports. Um, oh, I'll save that one for last because it's my favorite. Long Beach is a great option. I really love Long Beach. Whenever I go to Disneyland, I always price out Long Beach and John Wayne. So we'll talk about John Wayne in a minute. So this one is so close to Disneyland. It's a smaller airport which I love because it's easier to get your bags. I like that. And this airport is really open and breezy and a lot of it's outside, which kind of feels fun. It feels like you're on vacation even when you're just at the airport. So it's 18 miles to Disneyland. It usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get there depending on the traffic, which is great. The cons 
our ticket prices can be a little bit higher than LAX. So you have to price that out and see if it's worth it. But it's cheaper transportation because it's closer to the Disneyland Resort. So your Ubers are going to be cheaper. Your shuttles are going to be cheaper. If you do a taxi or something like that, that's going to be cheaper all around. Um, the other airport that I love is Orange County John Wayne Airport, also known as the Santa Ana Airport. I don't know why it has so many names, but I love this one because it's only 14 miles from Disneyland. So it's usually like 15 to 25 minutes to get there, depending on traffic. Small airport. I also love that and cheaper transportation, but ticket prices are usually higher than LAX. I mean, all these airports, LAX is almost always going to be your very cheapest, cheapest, um, but you do have to weigh it with the transportation costs. So what I do when I travel, I don't even look at LAX because it stresses me out so much to be that far away and then have to worry about traffic and driving, you know, finding an Uber and how much is it going to cost because it can really be a lot of money depending on what time of day I arrive and traffic and all of that. And so I always get on and I price out Long Beach and I price out Orange County and then I go with whichever one's cheapest and that's my favorite airport is whichever of those two is cheapest because I really do like them both and I like how close they are and the convenience. Um, when I fly with my family, we've flown into LAX, but we honestly don't usually fly because it's just expensive. Even if we get cheap flights into LAX, there's six of us and flying is expensive with a family of six. And so we decided long ago that if we were able to drive somewhere, we were going to do it. So it really doesn't save us a ton of time to fly in to California when we're going to Disneyland over driving. Because we live in Utah, it's about a nine-hour drive. We can usually do it in about nine hours. My kids are older, and so we eat in the car, and we're really fast for bathroom breaks. Um, but it saves us a lot of money to just drive. And then we don't have to worry about transportation when we get there. So one day we were flying into LAX and I decided I'm just going to time the whole day and see if we actually save time by flying. Because everyone's like, no, driving so long. It's just terrible. But I don't mind being in the car. My kids don't mind being in the car. Anyway, so I timed the whole trip from the time we left our house driving to the airport we had to park our car and then get the shuttle and then we had to go through check our bags and then we had to go through security and of course you have to get there early because you never know and so we were there early and then we waited and then we flew in I think we had like a short layover I don't remember for sure got to LA we had to rent a car we had chosen to rent a car we have to pick up our bags rent a car drive in the traffic all the way to the hotel and by the time we did all of that and got to our hotel it was eight hours it was an eight hour day just in the airport traveling doing all of that and I was like we can drive in an hour and a half longer and save a lot of money and so after that, we just decided, you know what, I'd rather save our money and use it to fly places like to Florida that we really can't drive to. And if we can drive, we're just going to drive because it saves money. And really, to get to California, it doesn't save us a lot of time. 
And so that's what we've been doing. We usually just drive, but if it's just me, I'll fly in. I have had people tell me that they've used the public transportation to get from LAX to Disneyland. And it's a lot of like you take a bus from the airport to this point and then from that point you get on this train and then from that point it takes you to Anaheim and then from that point you call an Uber or get this other bus and it was overwhelming and stressful and so I gave up on that angle. That is an option but once I started looking into it I decided it was not an option for me and if you have little kids I don't know if that's a good option for you either. So anyway, I don't even know if this was helpful. I hope it was. I feel like I'm just rambling about checking prices, but really that's the bottom line. Before you book LAX, because that is going to come up cheaper when you're looking for for flights, check the transportation costs because I don't want you to get stuck in a situation where you're like, oh shoot, we have to pay an arm and a leg for transportation. What did we really save any money? Because it might be it might break even if you flew into John Wayne or Long Beach and then you're closer and don't have to worry about the long drive into Anaheim and things like that. I am working on a blog post all about like shuttles and Ubers and different options to get you from the airport to the parks. So I will be putting that out on my Instagram soon. Maybe I'll talk about it here on the podcast too. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see when I actually get that done. But I do want to share that information with you too. But in the meantime, check into Carmel Shuttle, Carmel. I don't know how you say it. I think it's Carmel because they really are pretty great. Um, Guess what? I have to go pack. I have to go pack because I am leaving in, in an hour and 20 minutes. Have I packed anything? No. Am I ready? I have showered. So that's something. But other than that, no, I do need to run to the store too. So (laughs) don't worry, I'm going to get it all done last minute. But by the time you hear this, I'm going to be living my best life at Disneyland. So I hope you will follow along in my stories. Also, I'm doing a giveaway for my newsletter subscribers. So anyone who's subscribed to my newsletter is already enter to win. I'm giving away a lounge fly bag. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Click on that. Get signed up for my newsletter so that you're automatically entered to win. It's a really cute bag. Um, I think that's it. You guys are the best. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you so much. I hope this was helpful. Hope it was helpful information. Um, That's it. I'll be back next week with something new. Mostly probably all about the tour, the Walk in Waltz Footsteps tour. Nope, that's not what it's called. The Walt Street's Main, Walt, no, hold on. The Walt, Walt's Main Street Story. Oh, my brain is a jumble. Okay, I'm hurrying. I'm going to go pack. (laughs) I'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.